I am Jim Collison. I'm here with Micah Librant. Micah, welcome back. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. It is great to be with you. We are here today to celebrate the launch of a brand new podcast channel. I don't get the opportunity to do that very often. It's just not like this happens every day, but we have a kind of an exciting offering uh, coming ahead called the Clifton Strengths Podcast. I know super. Woo-hoo! Super original, right? We got the balloons and cigars. This is big. We are excited for this channel to be all things uh, Clifton Strengths. Micah, you've been doing this a long time with me. When you think of a channel that's all things Clifton Strengths, what what do you think of? Like what Such what comes a to mind? Dream. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's all the questions that people ask disparately, realizing that oh, they're not as siloed as maybe I've been asking them. If I can come to one channel to hear about success stories, to hear what's right in workplaces, to hear what's working in schools, um, and also to understand more about my own strengths. Gosh, that's um, I, I think it. What comes to mind for me is that that is the holistic approach to truly helping people live their best lives. We have a lot of Clifton Strengths content as well coming to that channel. We think about teamwork and we think about goal setting, all those kinds of things coming through this channel as well. I have Riley Wiley. I just love to say that name. She is here. This is her brainchild. And Riley, what are your visions? A little, first of all, welcome. And what are your visions as we think about this new Clifton Strengths podcast channel? First of all, hi, and thank you for having me. Thanks for letting me talk about this a little bit. I think my vision when I was first thinking about this was that obviously we have Theme Thursday and we have Call to Coach, but like Micah was mentioning, we didn't have a holistic channel slash podcast where people, the everyday, someone that's just a strengths enthusiast and they are in college looking to learn more about their strengths or they are an HR leader and they want to bring strengths to their team and they want their team to learn more about how Clifton Strengths can improve your career. I think that was kind of the whole idea behind it and the whole vision is, yeah, we want someone to come to this to this podcast and there's an episode for everyone on here. Um, and we're really reaching and wanting to reach that wider audience of Clifton Strengths enthusiasts and people wanting to learn more and people wanting to um, continue implementing it in their workplace and just in their life in general too. So coaches, certified coaches, okay for them to come and listen to this? Yes, hundred percent. I think they will get a lot out of this channel for strengths sure. enthusiasts, folks who've just taken Clifton Strengths for the first time. Is that okay? Can they come? Yes, everybody, everyone can take something away from. This everybody channel. can come and listen to it. What we I want you to know, especially for our certified coaching community. By the way, if you want to know more about becoming a certified Gallup certified strengths coach, send us an email, coaching at gallup.com. I had to put that plug in there, right? But. <laughs> If, if, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I got to do, but if called a coach our called the coach podcast still continue content. So for our coaches, very heavy, specialized coaching content that will be available in called the coach, um, that will still continue. So if you're subscribed to that, stay subscribed to it. It'll keep going. Uh, our theme Thursday, we will stop adding new content to that, but that will stay around and be available for folks if they want to listen to that there. And then we'll have some brand new content coming. So Riley, what's the best way if, if folks want to get involved in this, they want to subscribe, what's the best way to do it? Best way to do it is wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, et cetera, any of those platforms, just search the Clifton Strengths Podcast, follow us so that every time we release a new episode, you're going to get a notification um, and make sure that you are continuing to listen to it. But wherever you listen, 
that's where you can find it. Okay, great. We want to give them a sample of something that's going to be on that Clifton Strengths channel. As soon as I'm done here, that sample will start playing. We're hoping that you'll, at the end of that, come over, subscribe. Like Riley said, just subscribe, Clifton Strengths Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Micah, thanks for coming out and helping us launch the Clifton Strengths Podcast. Great to see you, and thanks for doing that. Thanks. Let's do this. Okay. We have an episode. Here it is. I am Jim Collison, and welcome to the Clifton Strengths Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be covering topics such as well-being, teamwork, professional development, and more. Now enjoy this episode. In this Clifton Strengths Podcast, we will look at the Strengths Insight and Action Planning items from Appendix 1 in the Gallup book, Well-Being at Work, One Theme at a Time, and today's theme is Achiever. If you're listening live, join us in chat. There's a link right above me to do that there. Or if you're listening after the fact and you have questions, you can always send us an email, coaching at gallup.com. Dr. Jacqueline Robinson is our host today. She works as a Gallup Learning and Development Consultant, and it's a primary contributor to Appendix One, which we'll be spending a lot of time in Gallup's book, Well-Being at Work. Jacqueline, great to see you, and welcome back. Thank you, sir. Excited to be in this series. Let's get it kicked off. Yes. Today, we're kicking off with Achiever. So let's start with the theme definition. How do we define Achiever? We see Achiever as one of those that really sets the pace for production, enjoys being productive, um, takes immense satisfaction out of being busy and productive throughout the day, and um, really has a, a, a number of personal and professional goals that they'd like to achieve. We want to spend some time how it relates to us and then how it relates to others. So how, how does it relate to you? If I think about if I think about the Achiever theme, I think it's uh, the folks that tend to have a mental or written list of to-dos for the day. You know, it's it's coupled with that and having these personal and professional goals ruminating in your mind of these things that you seek to achieve. And I think because of this innate desire to achieve your next personal best, there's very little time spent celebrating successes because you're already thinking about the next thing that you want to do. Mm. And how does that then relate back to others? I think about that because of this desire to want to be busy and set, um, you know, be busy throughout the day, they can set the pace for individuals and teams. And whether it's role modeled behavior or they're inspiring and nudging others to act, they can get people moving towards those goals. We have, of course, we have a lot of resources available around this. These are very simple definitions, but as if you, mm-hmm. we would encourage you to kind of dig in on those theme insight report or the strengths insight guide now, I think is what we call it. It is a great way to do that as well. Jacqueline, when we look at Achiever, what what does it look like thriving maybe versus struggling? Mm. Uh, Productivity, I think, feels purposeful because you're achieving goals and you're really efficient at what you're doing. Um, You've got that speed down. You're able to pay a little bit more attention to that quality work. Um, And you're excited to be able to check things off your list. So you feel like you have efficiency, speed, you're getting things done, you're achieving those goals. But on the flip side, if it's struggling, then sometimes it, the work that you select may or may not be um, applicable towards those goals that you have. And the workload can be so overwhelming at times that it's not very efficient for you or done in a timely manner. And that can be frustrating to you and or other people. For, for achievers, a little off script here for a second, for achievers, mm-hmm. how do they know? How do you think they know their in a thriving state versus a struggling state? What what are some maybe some key indicators in there that they could be like, oh, because I don't know if it's always clear. Um, I don't think it always is either. I've been 
sharing with a lot of achievers, write everything down that you have on your list. And out of all of those tasks, what is aligned with personal and professional goals that you have that feels really purposeful? Sometimes I think it's the gut check and that just uh, frustration that we have if we, we bring well-being into the picture. Uh, it, there's, there's a level of frustration because you're not getting things done fast enough that to-do list just keeps getting longer and you're transferring it from one day to the next. Um, where when you feel like you're firing on all cylinders with Achiever, you know, maybe you're moving a couple of things to the next day, but you feel like there's this pace and you're still able to tread water um, in a way that feels positive and fruitful versus, you know, you're eight feet deep and you're tired of treading or, <laughs> you know, you're in that 12 feet deep water and you're trying to swim to the surface. You feel it. You get that sense if you're an achiever. Do you think there's an opportunity to discover that maybe even through our relationships with others? In other words, asking those around yes. us uh, by the theme, how is it being seen? Do you think yes. there's an opportunity there for that? That's yes, I do. And it, it reminds me, um, you might have people that say, hey, I know you, you tend to be one that gets something done really quickly, or it, it something feels a little off, you know, I, I recognize that you're falling behind. And these are your trusted partners. So this isn't something where you might be offended that they're saying this, but that could be an enlightening aha moment when you have other people observing, you're not getting things done with the efficiency or speed that they're used to seeing in you. We have this resource that you spent a lot of time working on, Appendix 1, in in the back of the book. Can you give us an example and a best practice from one of those well-being elements? We're, in this case, we're talking about achievers. So let's dig in a little bit on that and give us a best practice out of the book. Yes. So with achievers, we talk about work a lot because achievers love work. But I want to change gears a little bit and have us focus on something different with well-being. So instead of career well-being, let's just think about what it could look like with community well-being. Um, so if we think about community well-being, if you're an achiever, uh, consider your passions and interests, uh, the hobbies that you have day in and day out that are of, of quite importance to you, and then look for ways to contribute and serve the community. Um, bonus points if while you're serving the community, whatever that is that you're doing is also a bridge for the work that you do in the workplace. Mm -hmm. There might be a way to tie both of those together. I love that idea of taking Achiever and then turning it towards a community event, a community need, yes. a community. We, we know from our well-being research that that working in the community can be a boost to your well-being, giving back, uh, giving yes. more than you're getting, those, those kinds of things. And I think sometimes I love the fact that you moved away from career at this point and really mm -hmm. how could we point that in another way for it to be effective? I think that could that could be a super cool opportunity. We have four other elements in, in the book. So the opportunity here is to drive you back to that and then go back through that appendix one uh, and look at those other those other four areas and and, and get some examples. We'd kind of love to hear yes. from you uh, as well. Anything else that you'd add to that, Jacqueline? Um, well, because we know achievers tend to choose work over people, going back to that community well-being piece, in a sense, that's also going to support social well-being where you're out and getting to work with other people. It's it's productive. It's energizing because you're doing good. Um, so I think it can check a lot of well-being boxes uh, just in, in focusing on the community a little bit and turning away from always thinking about the workspace. We have a section in Appendix 2 where we talk about these three different areas. And, and I love that you chose, this won't be this way every time, but I love that you chose uh, this idea of community. 
Um, how can we use Achiever really to support others? And let's walk through those three sections mm-hmm. together. Yes. So if we're thinking about supporting other people, um, let's just talk about if you're leading a team. So right now, I, I always round up. It feels like two years into COVID. <laughs> the team might feel a little bit off center in terms of what their purpose is or what they should be striving to achieve. So as an achiever, if you're a manager or leading a team, then you can realign the team with what that overall goal is so that they're focused on the bigger picture and how they can contribute to it. Um, and I think this also allows them to think about what work they have on their plate and what is an alignment to that and what they might be able to move to the bottom of their their own to-do list or you know, to their calendar, they can push it to a future date. Um, what about if you're on a team? Yes. So if you're on a team and, you know, you're someone that enjoys being productive as an achiever, lean into that energy and really help motivate and inspire other people towards that objective at hand. You've got a lot of people that are burned out right now and that positive energy that you bring and the reinforcement of, you know, completing work that is contributing to a larger goal can be that morale boost for them and that mood boost for them. I actually rely on achievers a lot. I don't, I have one executing theme in my top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, especially over the last couple of years, it's been a conscious thought for me to surround myself with achievers. If I, yeah. I want to get stuff done and listen, I can get stuff done. I can kind of fake it through a maximizer or a ranger thing, right? Right. Where I, you know, line up a bunch of stuff and then just blunt force trauma, get it done. But with achievers, there's this, it seems like there's this just natural pathway that they can create to just getting stuff done. I just, I'm in awe of them a lot of times and I love to be around them. I just love to be with them. I actually love to kind of come behind them and support them Mm -hmm. and in them and in helping them get stuff done, I get stuff done, which is super cool, right? So that partnership on a team that can work. What about from an individual standpoint? Ooh, individual standpoint. Um, So if you've listened to former podcasts, you might hear me say this about purposeful productivity. It Really, it's going right back to everything that you have on your plate. What's in alignment with your own personal and professional goals? um, And what isn't? Because you've just taken it on because you like work, but it's not necessarily something that's constructive for you. Um, If it's not aligned, uh, you know, Michael Hyatt is this leadership planning and productivity guru, he says, you know, what can you delegate, automate, or eliminate? And I love that because I think that's something to be considering as an achiever to make sure that you are fully in alignment with workplace needs and goals that you have and and personal goals. Yeah. I think in this area of well-being, I think achievers can look at their teams or look Mm -hmm. at their groups. By the way, a team can be anywhere, right? It can be a family unit. It can be a social unit. It can be whatever. And, and look inside and say, who, who inside is struggling to, to get things done? Because I think when we, mm-hmm. we're not productive, it worries us, right? It yes. drags us down sometimes. It makes us ineffective. And I think yes. achievers have that ability to look inside at others from a well-being standpoint and say, what kind of things can I do? What kind of things can I get done to help others? Or how can I remove yes. things for others, right? To get to help clear, uh, to clear away and remove some of that anxiety, some of that. That's such a good point. Right. Um, Jacqueline, as we look at that appendix two, there's a great framework and I've asked you to kind of work through it from just an example standpoint. Mm So you, you're going to proxy as an achiever, walk yourself through that a little bit. And, and, and what would you add in to that? 
um, thinking about what I would ask myself or mm-hmm. things that I would do for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Walk Ooh. through that. Yes. So I think, you know, top of the morning, you're waking up, looking at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> you might want to think about uh, what gives me the most energy. You know, uh, as I think about how this week has gone so far, what's given me the most energy. If I think about the day ahead of me, what am I looking forward to the most? And really paying attention to where that energy goes. Um, that's one way to boost well-being is to say, how can I find ways to create more of that space? Um, whether it's at work or whether it's at home. And then I think things that we can do as achievers is, you know, asking team members, if you could make one change for the better, what does that look like? What would it be? Um, And then if we think about identifying action and we start to pull in some best practices, this again is going to tie in career well-being and community well-being and social actually, but identify someone with that shared mission and, you know, it's this person that is an accountability partner for you. They're your cheerleader. They encourage your growth and spend more time with them to really be able to feed that social piece, the career piece, the community piece. Um, it's a way to, you know, support relationships while also pursuing your goals. As an achiever, what kind of systems might you use to be able to even accelerate or encourage or support asking yourself these three questions as an achiever, what might you do to drive this even more? I'm a fan of uh, motivational quotes. (laughs) So I like the post-it note, motivational quotes. Um, Having a post-it note that just says what gives you energy uh, would be something for me that would trigger me to think about that, whether it's on my mirror in the bathroom or on a, you know, on my laptop, but having it near is almost that subliminal messaging. What is giving me energy today and what's taking away from that? So I have uh, something I can go off of to share with my manager, to share with the team member, to share with, you know, a family member. But I think, I think that's key is just putting it somewhere where we can note it. And we're always fans of lists and reminders. Yeah. So maybe it's that ping that, that shows up on your, you know, smartphone. Um well, we, we kind of always default to those lists, right? When we think about yes. Achiever, we kind of default to those lists. And I love the fact that you, you, you stepped out a little bit and say, uh, um, like even I posted on a wall, post-its that I'm writing and putting on the wall or a, mm-hmm. a framed picture of something to remind me um, to do this. Yeah. I think Achievers can also set up automatic systems, right? Yes. However, how, whatever that looks like from a technology standpoint or what. Listen, as a wannabe achiever, I'm always setting, I'm always trying to do those kinds of things. I have activator, but not achiever. They always fail. I'm just not really great at it, right? But achievers have the ability, I think, then to set up those automatic processes or help others set up those automatic processes, get those systems going. Anything else that that would spark a thought from you? Yeah. So earlier you were talking about the partnership of achievers. And I love that and how you said, I like to, um, you know, really get behind them and support them in the work. I love that because achievers, because of that desire to want to just get things done, get it done quickly because you you enjoy work. It can be hard to delegate out the work or tell people when you need support, you just Mm -hmm. continue to overburn yourself and, Mm -hmm. uh, you feel it. I think a lot of achievers might be burned out at this point in time because they've taken on so much more. And achievers will burn out eventually. I know there's this pride in, no, I have stamina, it lasts forever. But that flame eventually just, uh, you know, snuffs out. And so I loved what you said, because I think that's a great support system is it's okay to hand off work. It's okay to have some support and some help, especially when it's that trusted confidant, um, 
or that that colleague that you really enjoy working with in the workplace. They can really help continue to keep you motivated, serve as that person that says, you look like you're really enjoying this or, hey, let me take some of that off your plate. I love that. I think achievers may even want to consider setting up a system that checks their own well-being. Yes. <laughs> right? Because you, you can drive yourself like a dog chasing a car, right? You can just, you, they'll just keep running. Yeah. And so it, it maybe it's one of those, you know, situations where set up a process for a regular check. Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? And then not just how am I feeling, but how do I know how I'm feeling? Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, that real question back to yourself, how do I know this? And what is a system that can tell me that? And maybe even what are some early warning systems that will tell me these things are off? <laughs> Right. Before they get to be a problem, how can I know I'm starting to feel this way? Even though I don't have Achiever, I've spent the last couple, well, I spent the last year trying to have these early warning mental notes that says, hey, warning, danger, you know, you should be be thinking about this. And I I think Achievers maybe need to set up those processes to, to check themselves. Jacqueline, anything else before I wrap it? I do too. Sometimes achiever might might feel a bit like focus because there's that goal orientation there, and I think that's a that's a good gut check too of of just my well being feels off. I feel like I'm lacking focus and direction, and that's probably a sign that you're off course from your personal professional goals. So take a step back and how am I feeling? How am I doing as it relates to things that are meaningful and purposeful to me? Um, and then yeah. thinking again about that energy. Am I, am I aligning my energy in the right direction? I think that's energy is one of those kinds of things we can ask for each of the 34 themes yes. as well as, is this, is this bringing me energy and is it contribute? Am I able to contribute energy back to the group? Right. It's not always just about us. Oftentimes it's about, am I, can I provide, is it helping me provide energy back to the group? So yes. Or am I too that. tired to even do that, to motivate right. them to work more? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're broken. Yes. It's tough to help. Right. Yes. Along those lines. Well, with that, we'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources we have available in Gallup Access. Don't forget, you might want to follow along, pick up the book, Wellbeing at Work and Appendix 1 and 2. We've spent in the rest of the season um, in those as well for coaching, master coaching, or become a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach or any questions, you can just send us an email, coaching at gallop.com. You can follow these sessions, gallop.eventbrite.com, and join us on any social platform by searching Clifton Strengths. If you're listening live, we'll do some mid-show. Uh, if you're listening to the recording, there's probably another one there for you. But that, we'll say goodbye, everybody. <laughs>